Hello, 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 everybody. I hope you are all having an amazing day. If you're listening to this at night, I hope you're having an amazing night. And just overall, I hope you had a great week. Um, Some people are going through really hard times, and I wanted to talk about that, um, including with depression and anxiety. Uh, I have here a very, very beautiful, amazing, and just overall I'm just great, just a a great special guest who is my best friend, my sister, my mother, my idol, just everything, Julie Alexandra Walsh. Hi. Hello, everybody that's listening. If you're listening, thank you. I think this is going to be a really fun and interesting and insightful podcast, what we're going to talk about. Uh, Stuff that um, is not easy to talk about or be honest about. But things that I personally and also Marlon are very comfortable with and hopefully can provide support to other people who are curious about these types of things or types of lifestyles. And I'm really happy to be on this podcast. Marlon is amazing. He has been through so much and has coped and learned from his experiences. And I think he has a lot of great information to offer to anybody out there who's just suffering in general and he's still learning so stay tuned to everything just stay tuned all righty so for today i wrote down a couple notes uh just a couple questions i wanted to write and just in case i I didn't get thrown off um first thing i want to talk about is obviously depression uh how we were both raised and taught to think a certain way um why don't you want to, want to talk about that? How, how were you, how were like the upbringing that you were in and what you were taught to think? Mm-hmm. That and, might have possibly led to yeah. just feelings of depression yeah. as and how, an and adult. how you thought you were different compared to how you live now. Okay. Um, well, when I was younger, <laughs> iPad just died. My iPad just died. <laughs> Where the so notes are. <laughs> All my notes are on this and it just died, but that's okay. It's okay. okay. It was literally on 10%. You saw that, right? <laughs> yeah. It was on 10 and it just said, bye. <laughs> anyway, I, I haven't memorized it. Um, well, I feel like when I was younger, my, my mother, just from the background that she came from, she moved to the United States when she was 15. She had nine siblings. Um, she was in the middle, middle child. And her uh, parents... To be the middle child of nine kids, that's crazy. That's what, 10 total. 10 total, yeah. And she moved to New York, and she was very poor, and she started working when she was 16. She would work at like 4 a.m. before high school, and then she would work after she got out. And... She was wearing her uncle's shoes to school, which is intense. And um, she was a very hardworking woman. And I feel like her focus was to provide for her family. She would she would help pay rent. And um, I have the privilege of living a different kind of life. Mm-hmm. My mom and my dad have supported me since I was a child. And I did not have to start working at 15. I started working when I was 17 because I wanted to get a job. My mom even told me, you don't need a job. You don't need a job, Julie. Like, relax. But I wanted to get a job because I wanted to save money and I wanted to be making my own money. And I didn't want to be... the fact that you were a kid and you had that mentality already, that's great. Yeah. And um, 
I wanted to get out of the house a little bit because my mom was definitely very overprotective. She was very afraid, I think, of the outside world. And I think because there's a lack of trust, mm-hmm. I think, not in me, but in just the world. But I think, I think she's just a little scared mm-hmm. because she wasn't able to get in touch with her vulnerability, right. her emotions when she was younger because she was working so hard Mm -hmm. and she just always has been. Um, Her and I did not have a very emotional relationship. She was very caring and loving and took care of me. Um, But we just never really got to talk about feelings. And so um, that definitely had its side effects on me growing up. Um, I kind of started to feel like because I didn't know how to express myself, it was just difficult, like keeping emotions in on the inside. Right. Um. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Keeping emotions bottled up is not always the best thing. It's usually not recommended. Most um, therapists usually say it's better to talk to someone. That's why they're there. That's why they, you know, they do. What yeah. They do. I know. For me, growing up, it was similar. I mean, I just, for me, I think it was more intense with the sense of keeping things to yourself more because growing up being gay in a Cuban household, I'm, you know, I'm first generation born in this country and things in Cuba are not the way, I mean, just things back then in general were not very open. People yeah. just weren't open, but being Hispanic, it was not good. Yeah. Um, and I knew that being gay was just something I couldn't, I couldn't open up to my family. I couldn't talk. I mean, I, at school I was bullied at home. My mom would like make gay jokes and, little slurs like you don't know just very like homophobic slurs and even racial slurs and things that I just didn't agree with at all growing up and when you're a kid you're just you just laugh at it because you just feel like you know you kind of have to laugh at it but then you get older and you're like wait this is kind of wrong like this is not cool yeah um and I realized I was different and I just couldn't talk about it I couldn't talk about it at school I couldn't talk about it at home I got a job at 16 because my mom was like okay you're 16 that's a legal age to start working so go and work at a job uh, I also grew up with the privilege of having my mom. You know, she, we were poor when I was in middle school just because she was a single mom. It was hard, whatever. Um, and then when I was in high school, she opened up her own firm as a lawyer and she invested all her money, everything she ever made. Cause working for another PD is just not a lot of money, but she yeah. saved and she put everything there. Luckily it worked wow. out. She became very successful. We were living comfortably, but my mom had to struggle a lot growing up being an immigrant and everything. So she told me, she was like, look, you're not, you're not an immigrant, but you're not going to fly by easy. Yeah. You know, I want you to grow up and have, and know what a real dollar means. So I started working for um, a part-time job. I started working for a movie theater. Um, me and Julie, actually, we used to work in the same area yeah. in the same shopping center. She worked for a pizza place and I worked up for the movie theater. Yeah, like, that was my first it. job. Yeah. And I was working cause she's a year older than me. Yeah. So, and I was 16 and I was working for the movie theater and it was cool. I liked working there. It was like different things. I like walking around because I think with my anxiety or my ADD, I like to just keep moving. Yeah. I don't like to be in one thing like a front desk. I can't. Um, and I, I liked working there and everything, but I didn't have the luxury of talking to her and having that relationship. Even It's not even emotional, I think, for me. It was just I couldn't talk to her about what was going yeah. on. I couldn't talk to anybody. I didn't have a lot of gay friends. I went to a Catholic school my whole life. And I'm sure there's gay kids in Catholic schools. But because you're in a Catholic school, you're not going to feel yeah. open to talk about it. And I can say that for a lot of people. Um, 
I had some friends in public schools and they were like, just transfer here. You'll feel so much more open. There's so many gay guys here and not even for sexual reasons, just to feel like I can fit in. Yeah. It's good to have gay friends. If you are in the LGBT community, make friends because you will feel, you'll, you'll just feel like you have someone. You Your know? support system, I think is, should definitely consist of people in who you same, can relate yeah, to. Who you can relate to. It's just, it's, it, it is what it is. And I didn't have that. And I felt like going to Catholic school, Nobody talked about it. It was very hush-hush. Like, oh, we all think Max is gay. We all think Mark is gay. But I mean, whatever. Even if they are gay, they are not going to say anything. Mm -hmm. And what happens in Catholic school is that they come out, but it's like, okay, I'm out. We don't talk about it. That's it. It's not like a pride thing. It's not like, oh, yes, I'm gay. Like, let's change the world. Like, yeah. It's not very positive. It's more like, yeah, I'm gay. Okay, get over it. Mm -hmm. Which some people like. That's fine. Some people don't want to have yeah. to walk around with it. I personally don't like to walk around with the word gay on my head. I don't. But I want... To, I feel like people should be kind of prideful, especially in a school that's when you're Catholic, you're going to Catholic school, you're yeah. kind of shunned down. Especially if you are a gay man who is also, or even a woman who doesn't necessarily look like your stereotypical man or woman of maybe a, a man who likes to wear women's clothes yeah, or makeup, makeup or a process. girl who likes to be, wear dress wear men's clothes then it's like it's obviously it stands out a little more because exactly. people will just that's, will just see it that's why it's important to support if you if, and i felt like i didn't get that a lot in catholic schools that's why i yeah. didn't wear makeup i was always interested in makeup i was mm -hmm. always interested in wearing heels but i never did that i wouldn't even dare to do that yeah because in the school i went to are you kidding me yeah. are you fucking kidding me never would i do that never yeah but unfortunately now that i'm older i'm wearing I got finally got to wear makeup and I love it. I experimented in it and it's my permanent life. I love wearing it. Um, of course, in Florida, I would never wear it because this weather is just too much. But I love playing with eyeshadow. I love playing with colors. I love dabbling into like women's clothing. Honestly, just because it looks good. Like the patterns are just great. Mm -hmm. I feel like a lot of guys' sections, they're just boring. Like it's the same regular pants. Yeah. I want to wear plaid. I want to wear different things. Like I just love it. And I yeah. feel like if I were still in that school or with the, surrounded with the same people, I wouldn't think that way. Yeah, because you wouldn't have grown. I wouldn't have grown. To becoming who I wouldn't. You, sh you are. I wouldn't. And I think that's how I fell in love with acting. Yeah. I just, I had to act like someone my whole life. And even now that I'm comfortable being who I am, I think I just love acting for that. I get to kind of step out of my shoes and, yeah. be, and be somebody else and yeah. tell people stories, you know. Today I had an audition and, well, I, I sent in a self-tape and I didn't hear back until a week later. I got a call back today. I went. And the story just spoke to me and it I can relate to it because of the character's father, my father not being in my life. It was very relatable. And I got the part like right, like today, as soon yeah. as I got it, I was just happy and just playing other characters makes me feel better. Yeah. And I think that causes that comes from my depression because I used to hate myself. I knew I was different. I knew I liked to wear makeup. I knew I liked to be feminine, but where I grew up, it was not okay. I was weird. I had yeah. a problem. Everyone was like, oh, he's he's a, he's a tranny. He wants to be a tranny. He wants to be transgender. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, do we really have to put – like, now that makes other people yeah. feel bad. Because what if somebody else in the school hears that and they're, they're thinking of transitioning now makes them feel bad? You know, like, it's words that mm -hmm. people need to be careful. Like, with the F word, mm -hmm. I don't like using that word, but I know people <laughs> throw it around. And I know Tyler, the creator, recently got key for it because he used it. And he was like, it's, it's just a word to me. It's just a word. And it's like, it's not just a word. It could be a word to you in private, babe. Like, don't. It's derogatory. And like, when you use it, you start creating a stigma towards the word and who it stands for. We all know what the F word. We know what, it what it's talking about. We know. Like, you're just creating a stigma subconsciously 
And if more people continue to use it, the stigma will get stronger. Yeah. And there's just going to be that negative connotation towards who we clearly know at the F word is towards. Yeah, who we're talking about. Like, I would feel very uncomfortable walking into a room where everyone's throwing the F word around. Yeah. And even if they look at me and I'm wearing full makeup, like, I'm sure they're going to be like, oh, wait, like, we have to tell them it's not him. Hey, bro, it's not you. It's not you. It's just a word we throw around. Like, I'm still not going to be comfortable. Mm -mm. I'm not going to be comfortable. Yeah. I'm not. But even then, like, subconsciously, like, they may not know, but I think there is a negative connotation that they have in their mind about the word. Of Otherwise, course. why would you use like, it? Like, Even if it's not you that really is trying to say it in a negative way, you got it from somewhere. Maybe yeah. your family member, maybe your friend group. Now I'm scared to meet your friends. I'm scared to meet your family because now yeah. they probably taught this on to you. It's just, it, I don't, I don't like that. I don't think it's okay. But um, I feel like growing up, I definitely had, I was just very, I was sad a lot. I was, I definitely suffered with being sad a lot. Um, and feeling different, feeling like, I don't know. I just didn't really feel like I just like, I felt in with everybody. Um, at least with my family, with my friends though, I did. My friends were very unique and outgoing and accepting of me. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, I was a pretty basic girl was a pretty basic girl um when only it was only a, a couple of years ago that I started to really explore with my interests I cut off all my hair like literally cut Amazing. it all off Iconic. like two years ago all of it and I've been wanting to cut it for years but I never it's did about, it's about to be two years it's about to be two it? years in February in February it's about to be two years wow and um I wanted to cut it off years ago in high school but my my family would say it's it's ugly you can't rock that your head is too big I remember your you freshman, would look your freshman year in college you were talking about it you were like I really think I want to do a pixie cup I don't know yeah and I was like you should do it and and um, so I, I didn't do it, obviously, because I listened to them because they actually instilled fear in me. I was actually scared now of cutting it. But, you know, throughout years, I felt like I knew I was different. Um, I felt subconsciously that I knew at the top of my head. No, I didn't know. But subconsciously, I did. And I think I just kept pushing to to find the strength to be whoever I wanted to be. And it was hard and it was scary because I didn't want to to um, be rejected by my family or my friends or just people, society, or by myself. I don't want to become somebody new and then just look at myself and be like, wow, I don't like who you've, who you've become. But, you know, with time, I pushed to have the will to try new things and to be who, I, who my gut says I want to be. Cut off all my hair. Best decision I've ever made. I loved it the first day, and my hair is still short to this day. Like, I shaved my head like myself like a month ago, and I just love it short. And when I first cut it, I got a lot of shit from my family. Like, m my family cried. They were sad that I cut off my hair, and they thought I looked ugly. And at that point, I had some strength in me already to kind of just, you know, rub, shrug that off my shoulders, their, their perspective of my hair being ugly. But it still hurt a lot because it made me feel even more different or just like not included, which sucks. It's your family, you know, but everybody else I got support from, you know, my friends are so supportive. And I think that's why it's so important to surround yourself with people who understand you and are accepting of just exploring new stuff. Yeah. And, um, also the style of clothes that I was wearing wasn't openly accepted. Some of it, 
some of it wasn't by my family. A lot of it, most of it was. But, you know, I would just get, like, comments like, don't wear those shoes. Ew, don't wear those shoes. And I just be like, I, I want to wear these damn shoes. Like, I'm going to wear what I'm going to want to wear. It's clothes. I'm expressing myself. You, I think it really is okay to express yourself through what you wear and how you look. Um, and that's that's been a fight. And I think up until just now, and I'm 22, um, it's been a couple of years. But just now, like, I can see that they still feel the same way. But now they respect me more. They don't say as much as they used to. You know, they don't try to push me or force me to change my clothes anymore or to look a certain way. They don't tell me it's ugly. They just respect it. You know, they respect that it's different. Um, and that's kind of where we're getting to now. And it's, 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 at a, it's at its best right now, I would say. That's good. That's good. I'm really, I'm, I'm, I'm happy because I know that you've, you went through, you've been through a lot with them. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of roller coasters emotionally for you. And even like they kind of started to feel like I was just behaving differently like the way i spoke and yeah the way i spoke was changing i personally feel like for the better objectively i've been educating myself in a lot of healthy ways and i think they just didn't like the fact that i seemed different even if it was in a positive way like change is very scary for people especially close people to you but but yeah it's it's it was really hard specifically like six months ago but I think that was like the climax of it. And it's like, it's, it's good now. It's like, it's better. It's a lot better. Yeah, no, I definitely see. I definitely am seeing a change with your family and how they're accepting it more and just mainly respecting. That's the main thing we all want really is respect. Yeah. That's all we really want. And I know for me wearing makeup, I mean, you know, I mean, oh my Mm. God, girl. Oh my God. (laughs) It was tough. It was tough. You should have been there that day that my mom, me. I remember I was sitting at home. I was getting ready to go out to the club in Miami and my mom got home and I was just so upset that every time she would come home, I'd have to like hide and stuff. And this is when I was, I went back to visit cause I obviously don't live there anymore. But this is what, I, two years ago, no, a year ago. No, I'm talking about the time that I, I, I was with Sam. Well, how long ago was this? This must've been spring break. This year. This year. Okay. So, spring was... break. so a good, a few months ago. Yeah. Like March Oh wow. when I was in Miami for two weeks. Yeah. Okay. Um, it was bad. It was literally like when you came, when we went to Blackbird and yeah. we, that, that was that. And it was like maybe like a t- couple weeks or a week before you came. And I was with my friend, Sam, we were getting ready. We, we do, we did our makeup in the living room. Cause my bedroom was in the living room. Mm-hmm. My mom's room is upstairs. So I was always downstairs. She got home from work and every time I would always have to run to my room. And then when she walks by, my friend texts me saying, okay, she's upstairs. Like she, you're, you're good. And I was tired of doing that. And I'm like, you know what? I don't even live here anymore. Like I pay my rent. I, I, I pay my own rent. I leave. I, I don't live here anymore. I should be able to do what I want. And she can't say anything because I don't live here. I don't not, I don't, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I just stayed there doing my makeup and my friend was helping me with some eyeshadow and she walked by and I saw it. I, I didn't see her, but I heard her with her heels. And then she walked up the stairs. I heard the stairs going, but the stairs is long. It's a long stairs. And she only took like maybe four or five steps. That's not, that's not even halfway. And she stopped. To look? To, and I knew she was or looking. Or just to stare so that you Both. knew she yeah. was looking. I mean, I, I knew because I didn't I didn't hear the steps anymore. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, she's pretty much going to um, look at me and stare at me. But I was like, I don't care. Like, she can look at me. Whatever That's so bold care. of you. Like, that must have been like. It was scary. No, it was. Scary. Don't get me wrong. I was freaking out inside. But I was like, I can't show face. In this case, like, I can't. So she ended up calling me saying, Hey Marlena, can you bring me water? I was like, sure. I didn't bring her water because I know she wasn't, she didn't want water. <laughs> so I just went straight upstairs and she's like, 
where's my water? I'm like, you don't want water. She's like, you're right. Why are you wearing that? I'm like, this is what I like to wear. It's just, she's like, is this who you are now? Are you a makeup artist? Are you, do you want to, you, do you want to be a girl? Like, what do you want to be? I don't know who you are. And I'm like, oh my God. That's how my family felt about like, just me little changes. They would ask me, you're changing. You're not the same person. But you were saying, yeah. I mean, it was very similar to that. But for, what she say? Case, she wanted me to. She thought I was going to be transgender. Uh-huh. That's what it was. She really thought. And I told her I'm not transgender. I like being a man. But I, I honestly want to be non-binary because I just don't feel comfortable using the label man. I don't. Yeah. I don't think that. I'm not saying a man can't wear makeup, but I feel like for me, when I you see, it's just I think it was the way I was raised. I was always being raised with the word man being associated with like masculine and very hard rock. And if I'm not that, I don't want to be labeled a man. I'm not that. I don't want to be that. I want to be something different. I'm not a woman, but I also don't think I'm a man. I just prefer to be my own, be my own human. I want to be my own person. That's it. I mean, of course, when people ask me like for certain papers and legal documents, yes, I'll put men, but you know what I mean? Personally, I don't like that. Semantics. Um, fuck right. it. Doesn't even mean anything. Exactly. Um, but I know with my mom, she's very she very much needs labels. I remember when I came out, she didn't like it either. But she was like, look, are you gay? Are you straight? Or, like, I need, I need a label. So now she's like, okay, you're a man that does this. Like, what are you? And I'm like, oh, my God, this is completely insane. Like, I don't want to come up with a random title for you. Yeah. Um, and it caused me a lot of depression. I just couldn't be myself. That's why I moved out in the first place because I knew I couldn't be myself living yeah. in that house. So imagine... Even when I'm visiting, she's like, why do you even visit if you know this is not – This is. A, I'm not going to stop telling you I don't like it. So you have to accept – I'm like, you have to accept me. She's like, well, then you have to accept me not accepting you. I'm like, why are you throwing it back in my face like a mirror? Like this is not what it is. It's just ignorance and I just wasn't having it. So after I went out that night, um, that was it. I just – after that, I didn't care. You came over and then we just went out and that was it. I don't – I just don't wear makeup in front of my family anymore, but – I do hope that one day they can just look at it and maybe if they, they don't have to like it, but I mean, I'm, I'm their, I'm her kid. So at the end of the day, I'm always, you know just what I mean? Respect it. Respect Let it. You because do I don't, you. I don't want to feel like if I have a wedding and I invite her, should I wear makeup? Should I not? But it's my it's freaking, your freaking wedding. wedding. You should do whatever you want. Right. Jesus. But like, and then the other day I was like, I might as well not invite her because, and then I felt bad. I was like, you know, it's so bad. I feel like I can't invite you to certain things. Like if I have an, an event, for a screening for my movie, I feel like I don't want to invite you. Yeah. You're my own mother, and I don't even want to invite you because I'm scared of how to look in front of you. Yeah, I don't want that, but I need I need my mom to respect me so that I feel comfortable. Otherwise, yeah. I feel like if we're in a public red carpet, she's like, I don't want to be around you in a red carpet publicly. She told me. She's like, in public, if you're that famous, I don't want to be taking pictures with you. I don't want people to know that I'm your mom. I'm like, wow. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm like, so you're ashamed of me. She's like, I didn't say that. I'm like, you didn't say no right away. You should have said no. I'm not, but you said I didn't say that. Mm-hmm. You don't have to. You don't have to say yes or no to some questions. It's the response. Yeah, it really is. Like nowadays, yes or no is not the answer people look for. It's the context, and right there, I just I could tell. So that did give me a big depression. Um, but when I moved here, remember when I moved here, I would wear makeup every day. Yeah, all the time. I was so, and even when I left my apartment at first, I was like, oh my god, my roommates are gonna catch me. And it was just because, you know, you're used to that. You're used to you're having used that. You're used to feeling like people yeah. are going to judge you because that's what you're taught, that's, that if you're different or that you do something out of the ordinary, it's I, not okay. People are going to notice and they're going to judge you. That's but... what my mom was when I was growing up. She, she was like, well, there's a reason you're getting bullied, Marlon. Like, I would come home crying. Like, why am I getting bullied? She's like, Marlon, you're standing out too much. Stop. Don't don't tell them don't, don't tell them you're this. Don't try to get all this attention. Because I used to always be an attention-seeking whore. I was. Like, I want, I've always wanted to be a performer, an actor, yeah. a singer. I always wanted that as a kid. And she's like, you're getting bullied because you're being an attention-seeking person. Stop. 
Yeah. Stop standing out. Stop being different. Stop doing this. Stop wearing that. And yeah. So it's definitely like just, just constraining ourselves from being like listening to our gut causes a lot of, you know, depression, sadness, feeling like you can't be something, bottling up who you want to be. Um, and it's just hard to it's make hard. you very sad, especially feeling not accepted exactly by your own family. And then, because then you start to not like yourself or the mm-hmm. idea of who you are and like, and then that's, that's, that's even worse. Mm-hmm. So if anybody out there is going through something like this, where you don't feel accepted by your family or close friends that are family to you, it's just all about respect. I don't think you should respond with arguing or violence or anything. It's just. People will come around, but you need to, you need a one, you're the one that has to be more patient than them. Yes. If you really want them in your life and you care about yes. them enough, you have to have patience. Because if you don't care, then that's yes, fine. Then you can cut them out of your life exactly. or at least create space. Create some type of distance. But if you really want them in your life and you want them around, you you need to be patient. And you also have to teach them the love that maybe they are yeah. lacking a little bit. The love and the patience. Teach them the patience by you being patient. Teach them understanding by you being understanding of them disliking you maybe but you continuing to do what you want to do um and just also though don't exhaust yourself wasting your energy and breath in explaining yourself keep it short and simple because often for me like i have stayed away too long on the phone with people who are asking me why i make certain choices or why I behave certain ways and trying to explain to them for hours. And then at the end of it, them just insulting me and slapping it in my face. Like those have been some of the worst days of my life where I just hated myself because I just wasted my energy. I exhausted myself. Keep it short and go on with your day with time. Those, those conversations, those shorter conversations add up. Exactly. Um, I think this has been a good amount of time. We honestly thought this was going to be 10 minutes. <laughs> it's been almost 30. This is crazy. Um, we're going to go to a coffee shop now and just do some work. I'm going to edit this podcast. Um, we'll probably be back. Well, we definitely will. We have, a, oh, we sure. have like several topics we want to talk about. For sure. I'm going to be here for two weeks. Yeah. So we might come up with something new to talk about the next couple of days. I'm completely free. So we'll probably record our next topic, which I think is going to be about um, what is known as open relationships mm-hmm. and multi-dating mm-hmm. and our thoughts on that and our thoughts on monogamous relationships. The pros and cons of each and why I personally choose to date openly. And how I chose um, monogamy. I thought, you know, it's just for me, it's not for me. I think I get very stressed out easily with having to entertain a lot of people. And I just prefer to have one person, but lately I've been changing my mind, but we will talk about that in we'll the next talk segment. about that soon. And it's going to be really interesting and a lot of fun. And if you are interested or you're curious, it's a very adventurous, yes. um, way of dating. Tune in. It's going to be It's going to be great. It's going to be fire. Also, um, if you don't follow me already, follow me on Instagram and Twitter and 
YouTube, I post a lot of, you know, I try to post funny videos. My podcast is mainly for topics like this that are very serious and hard to talk about. And whereas my YouTube is just funny, lighthearted. I'm also going to leave in the description of this episode, Julie's Instagram and mm-hmm. her, all her other social media platforms. I know she also just created a podcast yes, as I well. Have my podcast. It's I called- will link that all down below. I had, thank you so much for hearing this. If you're someone that needed to hear this, I hope that we helped you. I hope that you have a magical day, night, whatever time it is you're listening and have a great week. Just try your best to be positive. It's easy to get sunk, sunk in to the negative. It really is. But there's always a reason to push forward, always. So just push forward because there's a light at the end of this dark, disgusting tunnel that we're in. There's a light. And um, if you need to cry or if you did cry, just know that sometimes that's not depression. Sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's you grieving and sometimes it's you letting out what has been kept in. Which means you're moving forward. If you you know you're letting it out, that means you're moving forward. It's good. Once you once it's done, when it's, it's once it's out, you're ready to move on to the next thing. And this life, I think, is is suffering. Like it's never going to be perfect. Um, it's good and it's challenging, and the good times make the challenges worth it. So. When you're in a challenging time, just know it's it's all part of the cycle. And it's going to come again, but it's going to be great. Awesome. I can't wait. And we will speak to you on the next segment. Have a great day. And I love you all. And be safe and be positive.